Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me again here on this podcast. Today's episode is hopefully totally relatable. See, you're here to listen about grief. And yes, I'm usually talking about the kind that, you know, somebody passes away and, well, you know the rest. But everybody grieves and not just about over dead people. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Just make sure you grab a snack, something to drink. Have you had your water today? Whatever it is, sit tight. It's Good Morning with Becky. Earlier today, I realized that for the past week I've been grieving over something that's happened in my life. And while yes, I still have grief over my dad or, you know, my stepbrother's death day is coming up soon. And I know that every year that starts to become a bummer to me, but this is aside from death grief. I'm talking about life grief. And I'm sure you have experienced this too. I'm really actually very certain that you've experienced what I would call life grief more than you have probably experienced death grief. If you have even experienced death grief at all. Of course, we feel sad. We mourn those who we've lost and we go through what they call the stages of grief right but when I started looking at the stages of grief they also apply to things that you might be dealing with in life for instance if you've had a really bad breakup even a really terrible divorce those stages of grief actually um, kind of go along with the feelings that you might have over those things. Did you maybe lose a large amount of money, whether it's like you physically lost it or you gambled it away? (laughs) I'm sure there is some grief there. I probably would feel the same (laughs) in that situation as well. Maybe you've been in a car accident and whether or not you were hurt, someone else is hurt, even if it's just grief over your lost vehicle, we all experience grief. It doesn't always have to be because so-and-so has passed on. So I really had to look into the stages of grief. Now they always say there's five, there's five to seven, there's seven to nine, there's a whole bunch of them, but the core ones, there's five. Okay, so you've got denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay, so let's use the car example, right? You get in an accident and your vehicle is totaled. I knew someone in high school who had, I could not tell you what year, was older, okay, and 
for reference, I graduated in 2004. Okay. So I knew a guy in high school who had flipped his Camaro. And I think he, honestly, I'm pretty sure he did this two times, different Camaros. I have no clue what he was doing (laughs) to do that. He was okay. But let's just say in that scenario, I know that a lot of people think that that's a really cool car. So (laughs) you're like in denial and shock, right? Oh my gosh, my car. Oh my gosh, it's wrecked. And then you've got anger. Oh, you. Oh man, now I have no car. And that was, that was, uh, you know, a '63 whatever, but it was rare, maybe. Then you've got bargaining. Okay, and what if I had just taken a different road, or what if I had just not driven that day at all, or uh, what ifs. Then you've got depression because it is, of course, lost and you may not get it back. And if you do, it's probably not in the same condition. And sadness, deep sadness (laughs) arises. And then you have acceptance. Okay, well, it is what it is. And maybe there's even some slight hope there, you know. Thank God that I wasn't hurt, that I didn't hurt anybody else. The vehicle can be replaced. Life can't. You have your stages of grief within a car accident. Let's look at a breakup or divorce, right? Same thing. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. They're all there. Oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. I wish he would have done this. Or if only she had, you know, listened to me better. What if we maybe went to counseling? You know, maybe if, uh, if I call her and she agrees to, you know, get counseling or whatever, maybe we can make this work. Depression of, oh, this is lost and I'm a failure. Then of course, just acceptance of maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Okay. Your stages of grief within a broken relationship. Try to think of anything that you might have gone through, any rough patch, and maybe see if maybe you have gone through the stages of grief. Maybe you just didn't realize it. I think it's important to understand our feelings and why we feel certain ways. You know, that's really how this podcast came to be. I really wanted to understand my feelings when it came to all the people that I've experienced their, their death through, you know, I've had, you know, feelings of questioning, like, what do I really believe as far as like the afterlife, what religion might say about death and heaven or hell And of course, I've felt frustration, the worst, worst anger I felt when my brother died, not understanding why I was feeling this way. And of course, bargaining with every person that's ever passed away. You know, what if they just, what if I had, of course, depression. And then of course, acceptance, accepting that that's, that's the end of their story. 
one of the extra stages of grief that I found, you know, like I said, there's like five and seven and nine and all these different steps, supposedly. There was an extra one called processing grief. And I really feel like that's what I'm doing here with this podcast. And I hope that it makes you feel comfortable enough to kind of do the same thing. If not within yourself, maybe having that conversation with your family, being able to openly talk about maybe I'm not feeling good because I miss so-and-so or even having that conversation of I'm a little nervous about dying because who isn't let's talk about it let's plan let's try to plan I guess for how I would want things to be when I die now talking again about these stages of grief you know I kind of looked up a little bit about you know who who really came up with this who has the right to tell me that I have these stages of grief right so good old Wikipedia you know I did my googling Wikipedia tells me um, that the five stages of grief model was actually introduced by a Swiss American psychiatrist named Elizabeth Kubler Ross hopefully I said that correctly Uh, she was a psychiatrist who took care of terminally ill patients Um, she kind of came across this idea of the stages of grief in 1969. Uh, she ended up doing some research, writing a book, talking about her findings. And she did say that even though these are stages of grief, right? And you'll hear people call them either stages or steps. And when we think of steps, you know, they, they go up one, two, three, four, five, right? But she said these, these stages aren't necessarily linear. And it doesn't necessarily also mean that just because you hit one and you go to the next, you can't ever come back to the other one. So while we do think stages or steps, you know, go up to your destination, these feelings can just bounce all around like just a big old bouncy ball in a small house. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I look at these stages of grief and I think yeah I don't think I've ever really started with maybe not ever maybe not always have I ever started with denial as my first go-to or maybe bargaining was not always the third feeling I have accepted that people around me that are no that are people who are no longer here rather aren't here anymore but it doesn't stop me from going back to anger or bargaining I know that with my dad when he passed it was during the virus and there were plenty of times where and it's been three years since he's passed away that I've thought to myself "Mm, okay but what if or "Mm, if only he had just or or the last one only if I had just and I don't really truly know if those feelings will ever go away but they've lessened a lot but we have the five stages of grief and they don't always have to apply 
to those who have passed on. So, I feel like I have gone through most of these. I'm pretty sure all of these this week. Not too many people know this and well, here's my stage. (laughs) I left my full-time job last week. And I know that a lot of people are looking for the juicy, dirty details and really the fact of the matter is I just wasn't happy anymore. But of course, even though it was my choice, I was looking at these stages of grief thinking, you know, this has kind of been me this week. You know, maybe not so much denial, but maybe kind of shock. Like, wow, I actually did this. I actually left. I'm doing this. And maybe I felt a little anger. Whether it was at certain people or myself. There's been some frustration in there, I'm not going to lie. There's even been bargaining. What if maybe I had just done this differently? Or what if a different situation had occurred? There was a, there's quite a bit what ifs. <laughs> and yeah, there's been some depression as well. There's been some quiet time for me to think and just kind of realize, oh, I'm, I'm not, there's not, there's no work right now. This is kind of downtime. All right, this is kind of what we're doing. And then acceptance, which actually is kind of where I've been all weekend. Accepting that this was my decision. It's a good decision for me. It's a good decision for my family. And it is not life ending, which sometimes I make big events very much seems so and I have to remember that it is really not the end of the world for everything so I'll turn it back to you have you had grief in life and if you have have you gotten to your acceptance yet Are you still going through the five stages of it? And really, I don't need to know. I'm not begging you for juicy details. Really, this is just kind of an exercise for you to get to understand how you process grief. And not the dead grief, but the life grief. I saw a clip on YouTube before I started this talking about different types of grief. Now, one of them quickly caught my attention. It was called anticipatory grief. And really what they were referring to is, for instance, if you were told, oh, so-and-so has cancer, they only have X amount of days, months, years to live. Well, yeah, they've got a big red flag on their on their life. They've only got a little bit of time left, depending on you know, how terminally ill they are. 
you know that they're going to pass away soon. It's anticipatory. Now, realistically speaking, we all know we're going to die. We don't know when, but I think we should all kind of treat every day kind of anticipatory, maybe. Maybe that's just me. But that's anticipatory grief. Now, life grief, I don't think is necessarily anticipatory because you can't really know that something's going to go south and make you feel these stages of grief. For instance, bear with me here because I know a lot of people have some cynicism with relationships, but when you get married, you don't typically go into the marriage thinking that you're going to soon be divorced. You go into it thinking that you're going to actually do the happily ever after you know, till the day we die. <laughs> so if you do have a rough breakup or or the divorce, separation, whatever, even though you'll be going through grief, I don't think it's necessarily anticipatory. It Maybe it, that's kind of arguable, I guess. Maybe if you already know that you guys are just arguing way too much, <laughs> maybe you can see that it's ending. But when you begin, <laughs> is my point. When you buy a car, like my car accident example, when you buy a car, you're not buying a car thinking, oh man, I can't wait to crash this. I can't wait until somebody T-bones me. No, you get the car and you anticipate that you will have the car for as long as you can have it. So I really do think that even though anticipatory grief, you know, it, it applies to terminally ill patients or maybe your old grandfather you know is only going to last for a couple more years because he's already in his 90s he's in his hundreds you know I kind of feel like that's all death we know that when somebody's going to die it's going to hurt us really bad I don't think we can really anticipate the stuff that's going to happen to us in our life that's going to make us feel the same way. Hopefully all of that makes sense. (laughs) But think about it. Think of if you have ever gone through life grief. Because it might also be a good indicator or it might be a good practice might be a good example of how you're going to deal with grief when it comes to death grief. But the nice thing is all of us can at least connect with some kind of life grief. And for some reason those things might be a little easier to talk to others about. But I'm all about having the conversation. I 
and whatever kind of grief that you feel comfortable talking about to other people is a good leadway to talking about the harder topics like death. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate your support. Please make sure to share with all of your friends and family about this crazy podcast that you love to listen to to be found on Spotify or Apple. If there are any other platforms you'd love to hear this on, please let me know. Soon I'll be looking for people to interview. Yep, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your grief stories, even if it's just a story about your loved one who has passed. I'd love to ask some questions and I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can also find me on social media. I have Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Good Morning Becky. Remember, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Also, keep an eye out for merch. Yep, I am starting to slowly create some stuff like mugs, coasters, and grief journals. And for any other questions, comments, concerns, inquiries, or if you'd just like to say hi, you can always email me, goodmorningbecky at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. It's Good Morning with Becky.